Hello and welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast. My name is Alex Catalano and today, as always, I'm joined by Alex Miller to discuss all things mid-season draft, mate. It was a big night last night. Um, obviously, plenty of picks taken and we're going to run through the sort of best, the worst and uh, who's got what. Yeah, very exciting. Uh, lots of lots of fellas in all the clubs and all that stuff. Uh, Charlie Hare was drafted. Cat, not sure of any relation to Braden, but I'll yeah, he is it. actually. There you brother. go. So uh, the deli is fully stocked, and the <laughs> AFL is happy with the selections of meat on offer. But great draft here for some great players, and good luck to them all uh, for this year and the rest of their careers. Alex Doherty, I know you were very happy to see a Footscray boy, Jordan Boyd, make his way to Carlton. Very exciting to see another Footscray boy get his opportunity at the top level. Oh, absolutely, Cat. Always, always, um, always sad to see the the old Footscray contingent head off elsewhere, especially if it's going to Carlton. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I've I've been pretty high on Jordan Boyd, especially the last few years when he played at Footscray. Sort of, I'm pretty sure he's been there since 2016 or 2017. He's he's been there, he's been there a fair while, so he's he's a kid he's a kid that knows what he's doing with the footy in his hands. So I'm I'm very I'm very excited for him, as as do some of the Sandy boys as well. Uh, especially uh, the number one pick, Cat. I'm sure we're going to talk about him in, in a brief second. Well, yeah, the number one pick, of course. He was rumoured pretty much <laughs> the past month, I think, to go at number one. And uh, Jacob Edwards, of course, was selected at pick one for North Melbourne. Um, wh- what do you like about him, Miller? Obviously, we know he's a, he's a big boy, ruck forward mm. type, really highly rated um, basically by everyone, it sounds like. And it, it looks like North have done well to snap him up nice and early. I really rate it. I mean, this guy, he could have easily gone in an actual draft. There's no question about that. I think Edwards has the talent to make that. I think it will be interesting, Kat, because we've seen with Campbell and Goldstein, uh, one ruck and one float forward. So if they add Edwards into that mix, maybe he'll play a bit higher, high half forward. But again, I think you're probably best if, if he's going to play forward, put him in the square deep. I think he's been a real marking threat for the North Melbourne forward line doc who we've established is not terrible, but more ways to goal is definitely not going to hurt them at all. Yeah, well, it sort of kind of stems back to how we all sort of ranted about them not picking Logan McDonald in last year's draft. Mm. Like, why, why didn't they take it all then? But I, I do like Jacob Edwards. I've sort of followed, as a Sandy kid, I've been following the Dragons a lot um, when I can. And sort of this this kid this kid's got a good leap on him, and I think once he gets a couple of preseasons into him, that they, they see him as a long term investment, Jacob Edwards, and sort of if they put a couple of years into him, a couple of preseasons in the gym, I think once he gets to about that ninety five kilo range, I think he's going to be a very strong sort of second option to Nick Larkey. Yeah, I think next year they'll be very excited at the prospect of having Larkey, Charlie Combin, and Edwards mm. all running around in that forward line. Um, I think it'll suddenly look really, really nice for North in there. Um, pick two was Jai Newcomb for the Hawks. Uh, obviously, he was one of the only players to nominate under the other terms. Uh, I think it's uh, rumoured that he nominated under a three-year contract and the Hawks oh, wow. were basically the only ones uh, willing to take him. But it does raise the question, if they were the only ones willing to take him, why did they pick him with their first pick when they could have very well gone yeah. after him with the second I did hear that Sydney were actually uh, had a bit of interest in him as well and were willing to offer the long contract too. Bit of fake interest going there, Cat, where no one actually wants him, but everyone's 
<laughs> but uh, I really like this kid. I've seen a bit of him playing for Box Hill this year, and he's a seriously good uh, inside midfielder that can also be a sort of goal-kicking player as well, Doc. He's kicked three goals across uh, his, I think he's played five games for the, the Hawks this yeah. year. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, it sort of almost fills a need at what Hawthorne are sort of currently struggling at because they sort of do lack that sort of power around the contest and sort of that that sort of talent, that skill set. Mm. You know, when because after well, I know we lament on Tom Mitchell a lot, but after him and Yegro Mir, it sort of dips a lot. You know, James mm. Warple, James Warple hasn't done much this year, and it, it's a bit disappointing, but. There's not much. There's not much you can really say that stands out at Hawthorne in, in the midfield department after those two. They, they might have picked him, Cat. Back to your question, they might have picked him because he's in obviously the Box Hill system. Maybe they they thought it'd be a bit not seamless to come into the mm. AFL setup, but might be a bit easier to transition somebody like that if he is to get some games this year. I think he's definitely a chance as well. I think yeah. he's. I think he slots into the team this weekend. Johnny That'd be Nickel. huge. That'd be great stuff. Oh, That'd be absolutely uh, beautiful. There, there is, there is nothing. Oh, actually, no. Hawthorne had the bye this week, so um, <laughs> they'd, 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 they'd probably lose that anyway. Um, that yeah. but, but, Get in the next weekend. Yeah, I, I think I think he plays in uh, round thirteen against Sydney. He, he's in that team yeah. for mine. Uh, I, like I, I love the way he goes about his footy. He's he's hard at the contest. He he knows how to use the footy. He's very good, very smart decision maker as well. So. Mm. I, I really like the pick. And if, if, it, if it's true three years, that's pretty pretty big on somebody who's sort of, oh, what is he? He's, ter, he ter, he, he's 20. So it's he's promising still, I guess. But yeah. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's promising. But... I think the only reason why they've offered him so long is because, like you were saying, he is quite already known around the club, very mm. familiar um, to the coaching staff already. Obviously, we know that Clarko and Sam Mitchell obviously get very involved. Uh, linking together with the box hill and the afl programs so i can definitely yep. see why they were so keen to get him uh the other pick that the hawks took as well jackson callow obviously uh the tasmanian kid who moved over to south australia and has been absolutely tearing it up for norwood uh he had a game last week where he had 24 disposals seven contested marks and kicked three goals um uh, which is absolutely insane uh he trained with the hawks earlier in the season uh they didn't end up picking him up but uh, after six months uh, proving himself, Clark said, "All right, mate, you get another shot." Um, and he just looks like he's ready to break the game open, Miller. Well, we were talking about this guy a couple of months ago when we were doing our draft coverage live, boys. And uh, me and you, Doc, were very, very keen on this guy ending up somewhere for sure. And we thought Collingwood were going to have a, have a crack at him. Um, they should have been this mid-season draft as well. I'm not sure why, but. Um, look, I really like him. He's a proven goal kicker as well. He's, he's level the last couple of months, but even in his juniors, he's always been proven and reliable. And it'd be interesting as well for, for the Hawks cat, because, mm. you know, Tim O'Brien been a strange operator this year, forward and back. You got Mitch Lewis, who's been in and out of the side due to injury suspension. kaziski has been the real consistent pillar and easily their best forward, I'd say this year. So interesting to see if, if he can get a crack in this year. They've also oh, given I Emerson. I was just going to say they've also given Emerson Jacker games as well. So mm, it's yeah. not it's not as if the key forward slot is really a position that they sort of need to fill. But yeah, it's not locked down by someone though, Doc. In particular, maybe they're just going to go a bit of a trial and error and see who's going to suit Kaczynski best as a support role. Almost. Yeah, I'd, I'd almost say Mitch Mitch Lewis's spot in the team's in a bit of jeopardy because mm. remember a couple of years ago we were sort of we were sort of 
seeing his praises because he was looking like he was starting to emerge and then sort of last year happened sort of yeah. sort of couldn't string that continuity in his game and then sort of even this year he's he's really mm. struggled to really get near the footy I think I think he's still I think he can be an answer for Hawthorne I think he can be a really good player um possibly could go down back if you know, forms hit and miss. But last thing we want to do is, as we talked about, young players being thrown around isn't exactly the best idea. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think Hawthorne have done well in this draft. I agree. I reckon they've done really, really well for themselves. Yeah, uh, I would have to agree with that one as well. We went to Collingwood, who took two picks in, into this draft. Uh, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this stock because they took Ash Johnson, <laughs> also from the Sandfall. This guy, we know he can take a huge grab. He's been doing it for the past few weeks over there. Uh, and then Aiden Begg as well, uh, a bit more of an untried uh, prospect, still playing for the Eastern Rangers this year, played a couple of games, did all right in them. He still seems to be sort of developing ruck, um, but I'm interested why Collingwood have gone for another ruckman, um, unless they're planning on playing him in the forward line. I think it would be because, you know, Grundy's gone for only fortnight, but in general, if Grundy goes there long-term, that means Darcy Cameron probably is to ruck. And, Mm. I said to you boys, I think Darcy Cameron's been their most dangerous forward airily, uh, easily. You know, I think he's miles better than Cox in terms of his contested marking doc, which I've raved about. And I think um, Mason's not a pure ruckman either. So if Grundy is to go down, they got Max Lynch, but I mean, minimum chips is hardly anything to, as a support <laughs> ruckman. So I think Beggar's a long term isn't the worst thing. Um, I actually have seen him play once because one of the boys from basketball that I coach, uh, played in the Rangers and I went down to a game once and saw Aiden Begg play. So look, uh, very interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit interested to see what they do with Aiden Begg. Cause I think some of it, he, he's quite, he's quite, he's quite versatile. He can sort of play. A, a he's very pres- raw as well. Athletically. Yeah. I, I think, yeah. I think athletically, I think he's got the, tr- the traits to become mm. sort of any, anything in the league. And I think that's Absolutely. what, and I think that's what Collingwood are sort of hinging their bets on. They could, they could throw him as a key defender if, Roughhead goes down and Darcy Moore, if, they, if they're trying to, if they're going to opt to play Darcy Moore forward again, God forbid, um, they could play I'll him. I'll this week, Doc, I reckon. Oh, no. They, they, <laughs> they, they could, they could probably, they'll probably try him as, they could probably try him as a key forward as well. We all, we all know their struggles as, in the key forward spot. You know, Darcy Cameron's, a, as you said, Miller, very, very good area lead, probably the most dangerous forward, but they still yeah, haven't exactly met. They still haven't actually managed to find somebody to really lock it down with Brody Majek in there. You think Johnson will get some games, Cat? I think he will. I think he's exactly that type of dynamic forward that Collingwood really have been yeah. looking for, basically all season. And I think, uh, you know, we obviously talked about how strong their 2020 draft was, and I think even this sort of adds on to that. Yeah. They're adding more yep. dynamic players, faster players, guys who can, who will take the game on. And I don't know if you boys looked at uh, Johnson's highlights, but if there's anything this bloke does, it is take <laughs> the game on. He loves I, I a think, huge pack. Yeah. I think it's a great call, Cap, because Hosky Elliott's moved up to the wing we've seen in the previous weeks. And with Elliott, Jamie Elliott, still a couple of weeks away and Josh Thomas injured. I mean, he could be a genuine crack to come in sooner rather later, this guy. So I think they've done really well, the Paws. I reckon they have too. I think with Ash Johnson, 13 goals from six games. So it's almost like he knows how to find the goals. Mm. I, think, I think he can be a consistent contributor if he sort of can make that jump to the next level. And I'm, I'm pretty confident he can because he's sort of, like you said, Caddy, he, he has no fear in his game. So sort of, if, if if he can bring that sort of attitude to to the AFL, I think he'll 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 fit in really really well. 
Now, Adelaide with the pick four took Patrick Parnell. This is a guy I didn't know too much about, but it's a bit of an interesting pick for me, Doc. He's been compared to Caleb Daniel, uh, sort of halfback type, really strong kick, can play lockdown as well. Um, if there's one area I didn't think the Crows needed more depth in, it was small defenders. I'd thought uh, they, they sort of had it covered with a lot of the young boys, but I'm interested why they've gone for a bit more depth in that area in this draft. Yeah, it's something I'd like to know a little bit more about too, because just re- sort of reading the file here, he sort of, yeah, we we, we know he, we know he's a good rebounder, and I don't think the Crows are too too bad on the rebound. I, I actually think you look at their game against Richmond uh, last week in particular, Miller. I think they they yeah, sort of yep. they sort of moved the ball from half back to the forward line quite well. I think yeah, it's true. I thought the Crow, or in general, they've been good transition wise this year. Maybe. Um, you know, Miller is still out for the season, obviously, and Luke Brown's kicking on a little bit, um, and he's terrible. Um, but <laughs> I think maybe they might be looking into just for a tr- trial a young option, maybe in the back end of the season, boys, if, you know, get a couple of games in there and see if he's got something to offer. And mm. I mean, um, look, he was he was basically the best uh, SA talent on offer other than Johnson. So I can I sort of think it's a, a case of taking the best talent available. I think as well, they'll eventually move Will Hamill up the ground a little bit. I don't ideally see him playing halfback for most of his career. So, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, just a depth option at this stage. But it's not a terrible pick, I guess. No, don't know anything about him. It's, 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 not, it's not a terrible pick. But I think, I think given the nature of how the season always pans out, there's, there's going to be injuries. I think he'll get a crack yeah. at, some, at some stage. And I think he can sort of... I don't know whether or not he has the body yet even to sort of make that jump because he's, st- he's still a very skinny lad. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I like his disposal use, um, but I, th- mm. I think, yeah, sort of, uh, it sort of looks like a project option. Uh, the pick that I really did like here with pick five, the Suns getting Ned Moyle from the Chargers, obviously a very highly rated ruck prospect uh, from this year. He's been playing in the Collingwood VFL. Uh, he's gone up against AFL listed ruckman. He's held his own very strongly. Um, and he's joined the Oakley Chargers Brigade. It's the third Charger on the Suns list now with Matty Rowe and Noah Anderson up there. Um, so they're getting the boys all together. A bit of synergy the... in the midfield there now, can I <laughs> Getting the gang back together. Uh, but from all accounts, this was a hugely uh, ruck-dominated draft, Miller, but it sounds like he might be one of the best of the bunch. Yeah, I think that he's just got a little bit of edge over somebody like Max Heath, for example, um, you know, who went a couple of picks later, which is interestingly enough to the Saints. But um, I think... Look, I, I think Ned's going to add something. I think he Zach Smith's obviously just come back from injury. He's been pretty serviceable in the games he played. Um, I'm actually a bit of a Zach Smith fan, boys, so I'm not going to... I don't uh, mind him either. I brought him straight into my Supercoach team when he uh, came yeah, back I, in, and he's been I doing think, all right. Um, it'll be interesting as well, Doc, to see if they go with two rucks and a resting forward as one of them, because um, obviously Ben King's down there as a forward, but Sam Day is still injured, isn't he, at the moment? Yeah, he's, yeah. yeah he's still so, injured. Yeah, I, they, they're relying they, they're relying on Josh Corbett and um, Chris Burgess, <laughs> or, or as they've been called many times, Cameron on the wrong bloody podcast, um, uh, the bloody I, Fox Woody call. I almost, <laughs> I, I, I almost called him Cameron Burgess just then. So <laughs> it's sort of lodged in my mind now. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good pick for the Suns, and obviously a much needed one, boys, with no rucks uh, to go at the moment. Oh, obviously, obviously, it was probably the, one of the more logical picks that they were going to make. If, if they didn't pick anyone other than a ruckman, then whoever's in charge of the Gold Coast list management has rocks in their head. But, <laughs> but um, no, it's, it's a good, it's a good one. Um, I think 
it's good because Wits, Wits is out for the year. Zach Smith, mm. I know you guys like him, but I've had my queries about his second and third efforts. Um, but I think Ned Moyle brings that in spades. I think he'll be, I think they'll uh, bring that, they'll utilize him a bit more than Zach Smith. Mm. Um, but I think I, I didn't mind his, didn't mind, I didn't mind Zach Smith's game on the weekend either, just quietly. But I think long term, you'd look at Ned Moyle yeah, more, absolutely. more than Zach Smith. Who's his next operator, Cat? Yeah, Carlton picked up Alex Mir- Alex Mirkov, I believe is how you pronounce it. Um, he's a right. he's a former volleyballer, two hundred Russian spy as well, is he? <laughs> two hundred and ten <laughs> centimeters, so he's a big boy. Um, probably another ruckman, but one of the more raw of the bunch. Uh, it seems like a long term a long term sort of development across it. Well, it does make me wonder, Miller, if this means that maybe they're thinking of playing Tom DeConing more as a forward oh, in the yeah, future maybe. and letting know, Pitnett. Uh-huh be the primary ruck in a long yeah, time. Like people forget how young Pitnet is. I mean, he's been around for a long time. I just think of then he's probably still only 24. I think he uh, is 24. He's very young. Yeah, but he, he's been around the traps for a while, obviously, because um, he played at um, Oxil for a fair... Oh, yeah, how's this? It's, it's actually his birthday today. He just turned 25, oh, Mark Pitnet. So there you go. <laughs> happy birthday, Mark. Gave him, gave him the compliment by saying he's 24. That's your present, mate. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> In your dreams, but uh, no, he's been great this year, Mark. They've been really good as a as a ruck. So, look, I'm not sure about this, and obviously they pass on their pick later on. So, oh, they took Jordan Boyd actually. Was oh, did the they? One. Oh, yes. Yeah. Sorry, they had three picks, didn't they? Yeah, we talked we talked about him briefly before, Doc John Boyd. But um, yeah, oh, what do you what do you know about him? I know he's a good user of the foot. He loves a goal. Plays up forward mostly. Um, yeah, Jordan Boyd, been been in the Footscray system for a few years, as I said before, and sort of very, very efficient with his footy. Um, average average about sixteen touches this year at Footscray, and he's he's a good he's a good small forward, I think. No, you mean no, over Gibbons quick? No, yeah, he'll, I'd pick him over Gibbons any day. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, he's, he's a decent size, one eighty two centimeters, eighty one kegs, and he he's. He's quite he's quite smart around he's quite smart with his footy so it's it's a really good pickup for Carl. Been a Matty Boyd about him? Uh, no, it's um, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, can't be that good, there, can he? No, no, no. He's oh, he's all right. Matty Boyd, Matty Boyd was Matty Boyd was a bit of a lazy all Australian. Uh, <laughs> yeah, bloody, bloody good player, Matty Boyd. He was fantastic. Um, don't, none of John Boyd will get to the heights, but I think he, I think he, I think he'll be he'll be good for Carlton because I think sort of that that, that sort of connect between midfield and forward sort of something that they've lacked this year Carlton so something that I've noticed yeah I don't know if they have much of a true half forward flanker no. type really no, no I, just a half wash midfield <coughs> Mark Murphy uh like uh, they <laughs> stick it half forward and see how that goes but what about this the Saints here boys I'm a bit confused what's going on here they've had picks 7 21 but they said 26 and 27 is that due to injuries yeah they, they opened up multiple list spots before but then didn't end up using them which <laughs> confuses me i'm not sure why you would do it i guess they were hoping to see if anyone higher up slid down but so they're just taking the piss out of the afl are they? yeah brett ratton son leftling just taking the piss I, I, I... <laughs> hoping that um matt parker might slide down to the second or third pick but yeah max he's the first one another ruckman he was rated as highly as top 30 pick another sandy dragons boy doc you'd be very happy with uh average 24 hit outs so far this year been really good um obviously he's been really highly covered already but the one that was a bit less known cooper shaman I did a bit of digging into this guy. <laughs> Not Cooper Gretsch, Cooper Sharman. Uh, I did a bit of digging into this guy last night and he's actually sort of been 
all over Australia, from New South Wales really? originally, was a part of the Giants Academy for, for a year before he moved down to Victoria, was supposed to play for Coburg last year before the VFL season got cancelled. Now this year he's made his way across to South Australia, uh, playing for Woodville Jeez. West Torrens. Uh, so the kid's been, the kid's been all over he's been all over Australia already, yeah, uh, Mr. Mr. Sharman. Good on him though for getting drafted. I mean, that's dedication to the game. If you can, you know, go through that amount of travel and riffraff and get there, so good on him. Yeah, a bit of a journeyman this bloke is. It sounds, sounds like he'd actually write an autobiography, The Wandering Man. <laughs> find, find himself in. Uh, <laughs> find himself. Are you going to be the author? Eh? Shit. Well, I mean, I'm... yeah, yeah. Why not? I'll write about it. Um, yeah, officially, officially joins the A3 nickname brigade. So Cooper Sharma is now known as the Wandering Man. The Wandering Moving man. on to the Giants, James <laughs> Peatling, boys. I'm not sure if you. You're aware of the NBL, this guy named Mason Peatling. Not sure if there's any relation there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, look, I don't know many blokes named Peatling, but medium defender cat. What do, we, what do we know about Big James here? Yeah, I've actually seen <laughs> Big James. He's 185, so he's not that big. Uh, I've actually Medi- seen James. <laughs> I saw his game against uh, Port Melbourne, I believe it was, a couple of weeks ago. He uh, had a really starred, really starred in that one. Um, 33 touches, uh, 11 marks. So he's playing well above his size. Uh, is a good aerialist uh, down back. Could be a strong sort of uh, third or fourth defender because he can catch teams off guard. Uh, has a really good leap, really good hands, and he knows how to use the footy he as well. He might come can... in. Do you reckon? Yeah, he could. He could. Uh, I could see him slotting in there nicely. Good. I think yeah. what I think what I think watching the Giants against Brisbane on the weekend, they're sort of they're, they're almost out of options in, in the defensive half. It's yeah. sort of, they need him. If if, they, if you're going to use Connor Iden to play against Joe Danaher, then I think they're um, they're in a bit of strife. <laughs> something's going to be wrong there for you. Something, yeah, something, something's not right there. No, nah, but I like the pickup. Um, I really rate him from what I've seen of him in the VFL yeah. this year. So uh, yeah, good call. Uh, He's in their academy. It was in their academy too. Um, yeah, that's right. Wasn't he? So uh, he knows. He, he know. He'd be familiar with the system. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think his older brother was also in the VFL in the in the Giants academy as well. So a bit Mason. of a family connection there. <laughs> Mason, <laughs> no, not Mason. Mason Peatley. Uh, I just want to try and make a story out of nothing here. But what about Essendon? Cam, what did you make of this pick here? Yeah, we've poached one of the Tigers VFL boys, Sam Durham. Has Good come over. Yeah, it sounds like uh, I haven't seen too much of the Tigers. I watched, yeah. Uh, this year, but we were sort of rumoured to be taking uh, Angus Baker from the Essendon VFL, who's a similar sort of player, that rebounding defender type. Um, I think uh, it looks like Truck wants to add just that little bit more pace down there, which I think Nick yeah. Hind has been really giving. But to have another guy who can come in and play on the halfback flank as well, especially with Heppel being bloody slow as a turtle down there, <laughs> we need we need an extra one to pick up the pace. So I don't mind it, actually. I would have yeah. maybe preferred looking at a tall defender, um, we did yeah, have our I, second pick that we passed on, but I don't I mind like, Durham as well. I feel like you still got the defenders. Ambrose is still an option down there, and Zach Reed, if he's alive from his tuberculosis, whatever the hell he's been <laughs> getting down there, poor bastard. He's been getting virus after virus, that poor kid. But look, I, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've watched a bit of Sammy this year, and I think he's a pretty good pickup. And he could possibly slot on the wing, but you get, Wingman are pretty set at Essendon, so I think halfback operations may be. Yeah, I think if anything, he puts a bit more pressure, Doc, on the likes of uh, Braden Ham and Mason Redmond for selection as well. I think Mason, I think Mason Redmond's spot on the side safe. He's like you love one. Mason Redmond, don't you? <laughs> I yeah, love him too. Yeah, big red dog. He's 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 all he's 
doing pretty well for himself at the he's moment. He's been good this year. <laughs> his, his, last, his last month in particular has been absolutely sensational. Can say that about a lot of the Don's players, Cap. <laughs> and I love it when he pulls out the bullhorns too. Can't go wrong with the celebration. <laughs> the red, the red dog bullhorn. Red dog bullhorn. <laughs> Miller, you'd be interested interested in this pick as well. Matty Parker, former St Kilda player, has been playing at South Frio. This year since yeah. Saint still listed him. I'm not, I'm not, not, not sure about his reaction last night when 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 he. Got uh, to you know, I, all, all joshing joshing around aside, I uh, look. I don't, I don't mind Matty Parker. He's been he was good for the Saints when he played. Reliable medium forward. I mean, he's good for probably a goal a game if he can if he can get in the right positions and whatnot. And yeah, kicked, kicked four goals last week in the waffle. Uh, Twenty six yeah. touches as well. So he's finding the footy too, getting up the ground. He's been playing quite high high forward. Cap looking at his highlights, which have been interesting because obviously he played a bit more of a deep forward pocket role at St Kilda. So uh, obviously listed as the medium forward. Look, I don't mind it. I think every year now we're going to go for a, a mature age bloody journeyman at the draft. It seems to be the go with Pickett and. And uh, look, you know, Matty Parker as well. Uh, he's got something about him. Seems to be a bit of a South Freo connection here at Richmond. You picked up Marlon a couple of years ago. Yeah, and then must sort of, know and a guy. And then Shy, yeah, Bolton, well, Shy Bolton a few years before that. They do have strong connections over in Perth, draft-wise. So, uh, look, uh, I don't mind it. Uh, but, yeah, he might actually get a game or two in the upcoming weeks. We've got a couple of injuries at the moment. And with uh, Toby Dan Curvis going down, we might need to play bloody Australian star the way they're talking him up. Calvin Coleman Jones back in the rush <laughs> and uh, might need another forward. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with all that. Still got maybe ought to play get in Sean the Greek. ruck as well. Get, get, yes, Sean, get, get Sean Greek back. <laughs> get him in. Uh, he's sitting on the pipe for Geelong doing the running, I think. But With the Dreamtime game being in Perth this week, is there any chance that Matty Parker, already being over in WA, just sneaks oh, his oh. way into the side... For the Dreamtime game. Oh, surely not. Surely not. I mean, like I said, he's a chance due to a couple of injuries, maybe, but... I'd give him a, I'd give him a crack. Well, Cochin and Nan Curvis are out, so two changes nearly made cat, so... Yeah. Very interesting, a very interesting time at the selection table for dinner. Oh, sure, surely not. Surely he doesn't play. <laughs> I'm writing <That'd> be... home. <laughs> hey. I'm riding at home. I'm backing him in. He's got, oh, he's got to back him in here. Get him in. Uh, West Coast here, though. Cat, what, what did you make of their selections with Collins and the West? Yeah, Collins looks to be like a bit more of a uh, long-term sort of prospect. He's been playing a bit of reserves, footy for Swan Districts. Has played a couple of games on the senior side as well. Um, but will need to be, I think, one of those guys that will play a bit more in the waffle. Um, yeah. Get used to the level. Um, it's sort of lockdown defender type. Um, so I, I don't mind the Eagles going off that, especially with a few of the injuries they've had down there this year. Could be one to come in for the likes of uh, Shannon Hearn if they need him to replace him at times if he goes down again with injury. 185 centimetres um, and actually adds a bit of pace down there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, I, was, I was just thinking, I was just having a read of uh, Will Collins before and the way they're sort of building him up, it, it almost sounds like another Shannon Hearn clone. The way he sort of reads, the way he sort of, the way he sort of reads the play and uses uses his left foot. He's um, he could he could I think he could be in that best twenty two in a few years. I think a guy like Jackson Nelson. I'd rather shouldn't her clone. A guy like Jackson Nelson needs some selection selection pressure on him, and I hope this guy brings it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Connor West was the other one that the Eagles picked up. Um, he's an inside midfielder. 
been laying plenty of tackles over at uh, West Perth in the waffle. So he loves like cracking, loves cracking for the hard stuff with all those Eagles going down in the middle. Another really good one. I think they've done well yeah. to back up, back up their uh, injuries here with these players, Doc. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. it's, I think getting an inside midfield is probably the best thing for West Coast at the moment because their midfield groups are almost dropping like flies at the moment. <laughs> Kelly's Kelly's gone down. I think Yo came in under Dunn on Saturday night. Um, Shuey's out and bloody... Yeah, um, Shuey's out. Redden's still out. Redden, yeah, Doug's, yeah, Redden's probably not doing much. Um, He's a hack. But, yeah, <laughs> so uh, I, I, I think I think Connor West is a, is a, is a pretty sound pickup. I think he'll get games pretty early. Yeah, I reckon. I was about to say, Doc. I reckon he's in for a genuine crack early. Yeah, he's twenty two, so he's um. I think he's he's, he's already he's already made uh, midfielder yeah. basically. Get him in. Get him in quick. Him average average twenty seven touches and uh, six tackles for West. Is that Earth, all? So. I mean, that's outstanding. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so get him in. Get it in. Quick. Uh, for, for the, the Swans have gone for another ruck option. Uh, interesting. Another sort of raw one. He's only played footy for two years, Miller. A 209-centimeter rugby <laughs> league convert. Yes. I don't know how many 209-centimeters uh, players you see running around in the NRL. He might want to ring uh, Nolsey for, for a bit of advice on how to not be used. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, Nolsey's Nolsey saying, what about me? <laughs> They did this last year, the Swans. They drafted a ruckman that just refused to play them. So I'm not sure what's going on down there. But look, I've read a little bit about uh, McAndrew and, you know, it's not a terrible pickup, but, you know, if he's fit and firing and he comes off one week, bloody seven-week injuries, I mean, there's no need for another ruckman anyway. So, yeah, interesting pickup. Well, it's I, th- I think they're sort of sort of trying to keep their cards close to the chest in the ruck department because, yeah, he, Hickey's had a few injury niggles this year and, Callum Sinclair, I don't know what he's doing, but he somehow he's running around trying to get a mark. <laughs> he, he somehow finds himself into the best twenty-two every week, uh, and Sam, and Sam Naismith in the medical wilderness. Um, <laughs> the medical so, wilderness. The bloke can't get out of hospital. <laughs> Poor bugger. Poor bar. What, what, Poor I did bar. know this was on the uh, Macca's menu here, boys for port. Jed McEntree, they call him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jed McIntyre, yeah, he's come from uh, Sturt. I've heard uh, on Twitter. I was reading a really funny post by a South Australia's uh, port supporter saying McIntyre's on the menu now. I like Jed McIntyre. Uh, like Jed Now it's a little, little bit of a small, yeah, small nuggety midfielder type. Uh, he's only 176 yeah. centimeters tall, so not much of him. Hopefully, uh, keeps Boyd Woodcock out. I was going to say a bit of a comparison to the Woodcock. Um, <laughs> so. Woodcock. See what happens with that, but uh, well, he plays inside midfield apparently, it. not uh, in the forward lines. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, we're, uh, we're just. Uh, I'm sorry. I think I think lines were in the forward line though. I thought. So, I, th- I, th- yeah. I think I think he could play pressure forward. Yeah, right. Yeah, he could. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, he could. Cat's not convinced. Right. Okay. We're coming up on we're coming up on time running out. Yeah, we're coming up on time running out here, boys. So we'll quickly just yeah. run through the last three selections. Uh, Brisbane landing Kalen Lane, 204 centimetre ruck, uh, playing for the Claremont Reserves over in the Waffle. It's a bit more of a raw one, but I don't mind the Lions adding a bit of ruck depth in there. Uh, And the last thing we hadn't touched on yet, Melbourne adding Kai DeClace from Werribee and Daniel Turner, um, who's a bit more of a, like an unknown sort of player. Uh, I believe he's been playing at the Murray Bush Rangers. Doesn't mind an intercept mark. Might slot into Adam Tomlinson's sort of role. Yeah, he's been playing a bit bit of a Marty Hoare operation down there. So a bit of an intercept rebounding player. Interesting pickup. I'll say I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Declase. 
Is it opposed to class A? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just. I think it's. I think it sounds good. I'm just. I'm just going to run with that. No, but but I think obviously the connections with Mark Williams at Werribee as well, and I think given what sort of role Mark Williams has done with Melbourne this hey. year, I, th- I think it's a great pickup, and I think. The way he sort of moves and uses the footy, I think he can really find himself in that team somewhere, somewhere down the track. Not, not, he's to, the, not, he's not the to man, Mark Williams this year, Doc. If I was talking to him up, he's done a great job. Yeah, <laughs> I, I reckon. I reckon it's a combination of that and that, and I think they've sort of fixed that mentality that they actually have to go and work Melbourne. Yes, to, like, every, like we've we've talked about it for the last couple of years, Mill. We know we've got they. We know that they've had the talent to really do something, but the fact that they've actually gone out. And and said right. Here's what we've got to do. They've got. They've, yeah. they've, I think that that change of mindset mentality has really helped them this year. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Can you whip through the results real quick? <laughs> yes, we'll smash through the results of round eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, a few games getting relocated and whatnot during the week. Uh, the D's getting over the Dogs. The Cats over the Pies. Brisbane over the GWS was a massive thumping that game. The Saints over North Melbourne in a game that no one watched. The Suns are the fourth one in the game that also no one watched. The first good game of the round was Saturday night. Essendon getting over the Weagles, Karma Bombers. Sunday, Richmond mounting a great comeback over the Crows. All have lost a quarter time, but they managed to get up by 28 points. The Swans over the Blues and, and Port Adelaide bringing home on Sunday night, getting over Port... Uh, no grand final revenge for you, Adelaide Crom. <laughs> in terms of the... Sorry, just... Ju- ju- just a quick yes or no. Was Collingwood Geelong the worst game we've ever watched this year? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Might have been ever, yes. Doc. Ever. Uh, I reckon you could actually mount the case that it was probably the worst game of all time. A couple yeah. out, <laughs> couple out, couple out there, but um, that that definitely gives it a run for its money because it was just dreadful. I, I feel bad for all the Collingwood Geelong supporters who actually sat through and. Watched. <laughs> yeah, I had to watch it with my uh, Collingwood supporter family members. Poor bastards. Yeah. Uh, who's the man, Cat? You want to go first, mate? And tell us who you picked. Yeah, we'll whip it, whip it through nice and quick because there's not much time remaining here. Uh, Mitch Robinson was my man this week, boys. Absolutely inspiring performance from him. We talked about barometers all week last week, but oh. if there's one who's a barometer in the Brisbane team, it's this guy. Kicked four snags, 30 touches, 12 marks as well, nine inside 50s, 10 score involvements. One of his best games in a very, very long time and a personal best for goals as well. So fantastic effort from, as I'm concerned. from Mitch. <laughs> who's, your, who's your man this week, Miller? I've gone to the uh, Port uh, Fremantle game. I forgot who they were playing there for a second. And uh, I'm going to go with Sam Pepper. was good last week, the, the Pepper, Mr. Spicy. And uh, three goals this week. 20 touches as well. Uh, it was very good. Five tackles as well. Very juicy from Sam Pepper. He loves it. Six inside 50s, 10 score involvements at 85%. Been interesting. Half forward role. He's been quite good for that. So well done to him and a great win for Port. Much needed to respond after beating a bottom four side by a point and getting rowdy. Doc? <laughs> I'm going to go to your game, the Revenge Tour against the Crom. Um, one man that really stood up when required on, in the fourth quarter was Jack Rewalt. He was, I, I thought he was just outstanding all game long, but five goals, two, the 14 marks, 20 touches, the 11 score involvements, five inside 50s, and one ripping mark of the year. Uh, it's not as good as Nick's, I will say, but it was still a bloody great mark. To Is that sort the of- best quarter of a key forward's done this year, though, Doc? Jack's fourth quarter. I mean, it was pretty outstanding. It was pretty massive. It was pretty good. I'd say Josh Bruce's fourth quarter against North was pretty good. Oh, you're playing uh, yeah, but he wasn't, he was, yeah, I was going to say, he was against North. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, st- let's, st- still just as effective. Let's whip through the tips for this round real quick. We've got the three-minute warning now, Cat. Who are we looking at on Friday night here? 
Three-minute warning. All right, D's and the Lions on Friday night. I'm back in the Lions to continue their winning streak. <sighs> I'm back in Melbourne, boys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to Melbourne as well. I think they'll be, I think they'll be uh, looking for blood here. Saturday at the SCG, Sydney taking on St Kilda. I think I'm backing the Swans pretty easily for this one. Yeah, so we'll back the Swan. Yeah, go Swan. (laughs) Is anyone going to be watching this game? The Crom taking on the Pies. I will be. Uh, You know, I think I will be too. Just to watch the Crom, just watch the Crom take them apart. I think South Australia's uh, chief medical officer will be watching just to see if anybody can duck their heads when the ball being kicked in the stands. Uh, I mean, it's your fault that we're in the lockdown, you SA scum. So piss off. Oh, that is one of the most stupid things I've ever heard. Saturday night, dream time. Go Crom. Oh, are we not allowed to tip the Crom, are we? Oh, sorry, boys. Sorry, boys. Yeah, uh, no, we're all going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to go through it too quickly here. Dream time on the Swan, uh, as they're calling it. The Dons and the Tigers. Very excited for our two boys to be going head to head, Miller. Ooh. I think I'm actually going to back us in this week. I tell you what, Kat, if there's ever been a danger dream time, it's a beautiful, informed, red hot uh, Essendon football club. I reckon this will be under a goal, and I'm going to go to us by five points. Maddie Parker to come on as a medical summit <laughs> for the win. That'd be uh, that'd be something special. But yeah, Tigers would get up by, but just. Can I tip a draw? Uh, <laughs> you can if you like, but no one's um, going to pay that if you ever get it. Um, no, I'll tip the Tigers. I think I think they've got the class to get over your boys, Cap. They've been good oh, last man. month. They were very good on Saturday against uh, the Weagles. But I think I think the Tigers are just going to be too classy. I never thought I'd see the day where I've tipped the Dons and you two boys have tipped against them. Uh, this game is a strange here. game here, Cap. Carlton and West Coast. Uh, obviously, we know the Eagles have been struggling the past few weeks. I think, really, the, I think they'll get da- it done. It's a danger game for the Eagles. It really I think is. they'll do Absolutely. it. Though. I think they'll do it. Yeah, I think they'll do it just so. Oh. Doc hates the Eagles. Don't tip them. I don't like the Eagles, but I don't like Carlton even more. Um, <laughs> so to be the umpires for a week. <laughs> can I just tip COVID to call the game off? Uh, <laughs> um, oh, no, surely the Eagles can't have two bad games in a row. Sure. All right. Speaking of danger games, Frio and yes. the Dogs. I know you always worry a little bit when you come up against Frio, Doc, but I'm going to back your dogs in. I'm, I'm picking Frio. We were shit last week. Oh, there it is. I'll, I'll go. I'll go the Dogs by two goals. But uh, it'll be interesting to see. We suck in WA. It's a proven fact that we we suck in WA. And Freo, I can't remember the last time we beat Freo over there, to be honest. Just quickly, the the teams with the buys, Kat, are the Suns, North, Port, Hawthorne, Geelong, and Giants. And that's a wrap. That's a wrap. We've got the one-minute warning here, so I'm going to ram these out very quickly before we finish. Make sure you follow us on all the socials, A340 Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, at A340 on Twitter as well. There's the email, of course, A340 at gmail.com. With all that said, thank you for listening. I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller. And I've been Alex Doherty. And the Zoom is about to kick us out, so thank you very much for listening, and make sure you join us next week.